Hello, and welcome to the Event Makers Podcast. My name is Tarzan. And my name is Craig. We're trying out something a little different today since uh, we have no guest. This is going to be a little half episode. Uh, it's just going to be us talking about what's happening over the last few weeks, what we've been doing, and how how the events industry is kind of looking at this point. Not to date this episode, but this is the week just after the bank holiday uh, weekend. So I've had a good bank holiday weekend. I don't know about you, Craig. Oh, great, Tarzan. Absolutely brilliant this uh, bank holiday weekend. Uh, and not to labour on about the weather, but wow. Oh, my <laughs> Final- God. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> we had we had our two days of summer, and I'm so glad it fell over the weekend. Yes, uh, it was absolutely glorious. I mean, it even lasted into this week. I was yeah, absolutely. It's just been fantastic. Uh, I've been out cycling a lot as usual, and I, 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 something I just was really strange on Sunday. Uh, we drove down uh, with my girlfriend and the dog down to um, Presswick Beach, uh, which I know is fairly near yourself. And mm. we we uh, were obviously shorts and t-shirt and um, took them off uh, the shoes and uh, and we went to the water and uh, wow. walking around Scotland in the sunshine, about 23, 24 degrees, warm sea. You know, it's like. Close your eyes. I felt as if I was abroad. It was. Uh, <laughs> I know we have to take what we can get in this day and age at the moment in terms of travel. But uh, turning uh, Presswick, which was a a very famous uh, holiday destination for my grand and papa back in the mm. day, uh, you know, it was. Uh, <laughs> you take what you get sometimes, and uh, <laughs> it was. It was. It was just such a beautiful moment to remind me of the travel experiences that I've had in life and the events that we've uh, been involved with over in different parts of the world. So uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable. So, <laughs> ah, yeah. You could have you mistaken Presswick Beach for, uh, I don't even know what, Malaga, Palos Verdes? I, I don't know Spanish places or anywhere that starts with a P that has a beach. <laughs> well, many, many, I'm sure. Uh, but yes, it was um, quite something. So yeah, just uh, thinking of like all the different events across the world that hopefully we'll be able to get back to soon enough, you know, and mm. uh, hopefully help with some of the events that we've been looking at. Uh, in particular, for example, there's one client we've been working with. Uh, we've been uh, looking at Rio de Janeiro and um, pretty much was meant to happen in 2020, but ultimately like that'll come back. So yeah, mm. it's, again, it, makes you, it makes you think of the good times and it makes you think of the future of when the good times are coming back. That's that's always what we want to hear. The good times are coming back. Don't know when, but they're coming. <laughs> it's like that that old Coca Cola ad. The holidays are coming. Yes, but when? <laughs> there is that. There is that. Well, you've been double vaccinated now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've had both my jags. I, you know, both of them parked out the front. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any chance? Uh, no, I given some personal conditions i i was on one of the earlier groups um so i got astrazeneca like a lot of people uh, are now sort of woo about but personally sore arm with the first one absolutely nothing with the second one i think the second time i didn't even feel the needle because i had a really chatty um nurse who when i said to her, i said to her i'm like oh, i'm working from home so it's fine if i get ill she's like hey don't you just be, you know, skiving work and sitting watching Netflix all day? I'm like, what did you think my job was anyway? Lol. <laughs> like, <laughs> hmm. 
but uh, no, I personally have had such a an easy and good experience of getting vaccinated. Uh, I'm very used to it because I get the flu jab every year, but they're lovely people. It's an easy process. Great uh, to hear. Yeah. Great to hear. Did you uh, get just... your letter in this week? Yeah, I'm going on Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be good. Uh, and then hopefully it'll be... Uh, if I was, I'm not a betting person, but um, it's eight to twelve weeks after the first one, so I've got a funny feeling the second one may or may come around my birthday time. So, <laughs> oh, nice! What a birthday that'd be! <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, just going back to uh, your, the joke about the uh, Jags outside, um, and obviously just to refer back to a previous uh, guest in our podcast, uh, a certain Mister Greg Holroyd. Mm. Um, I sent him a message to say I was getting my Jag next Monday. And uh, he, he texts me back. He's like, oh, nice, you're getting a new car. <laughs> <laughs> but for anyone who has listened to that episode, will recognise uh, Greg's got a Yorkshire, in particular Sheffield accent. Um, I didn't realise that jag was so much a Scottish word. Uh, well, they call it as jab, <laughs> which which means something completely different in Glaswegian. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... I Glaswegian and Shef- Sheffieldonian are like totally different languages. Absolutely. So for anyone who doesn't understand jag or uh, jab and hasn't worked out the concept, and I'm sure you have, uh, <laughs> we're obviously talking about the vaccine. So the world is opening back up, hopefully, uh, and it's great to hear that uh, people are getting involved. Excellent. So what about the, you've had a really busy week this week with a lot of online events. What what have they been? Because I've not seen you since like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so we had um, this week. I was uh, in Spain and Portugal uh, from the comfort of my own kitchen. Um, so uh, I was uh, a guest at the M and I forum for Spain and Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to a few of the M and I events. Uh, Wild World is what they're calling it. W Y R E D, and it's great. Uh, really, really. Um, informative events where you meet with a lot of suppliers um the platform they use is brilliant really right. really good the meeting's very very slick um there's a, a social room you can go into and the tables are set up so you can actually just click on them and you can oh. meet up with someone there so the screen comes up automatically you know it's it's great and then you can move on to the next table or you can go to a different area which is like interesting facts or something like that you know so i'll meet the sponsors there's different areas but it's over three floors as well so it's like you're actually walking through it i think so that was great um i was joking with them yesterday was that in glasgow yesterday it was 25 degrees Mm -hmm. you know so at an event where i was talking to people in spain and portugal I have to admit, this is the first ever time I've ever seen a hybrid weather event. <laughs> <laughs> At an event in my kitchen in Scotland with uh, Spain and Portugal um, destinations being showcased, and we had the same uh, temperature. So that was, uh, that was a well done to M&I for ensuring that, uh, <laughs> that, that hybrid concept. It's the first I've ever seen it done. Um, I'm not sure if they meant it, but it was interesting. But yeah, like um, met some amazing people from different um, parts of Spain and uh, convention bureaus and places like Lorette de Mar, which is uh, near Girona. Um, just hearing about they've got uh, in that 
it's part of the, uh, the world. They've got 21 Michelin star restaurants. You know, Lift. these phenomenal experiences where you can go up in the mid uh, morning and go and climb it up into the volcano um, and uh, have these amazing uh, restaurants when you come back down from that. Um, massive push on sustainability there. Um, was hearing about Zaragoza um, like in terms of the wellness conference that they did recently. Um, I mean, just earlier, Tarzan was speaking about uh, mental health uh, mm. coming up as our future episode. Um, so to hear the sort of stuff that the wellness and the well-being is getting brought into a lot of events over there is fantastic. And um, they've also got a sustainability tool where you can actually measure like your carbon footprint across oh, nice. the, um, the event you're going to put on. But what's really good about that is that it's um, it can be used to as part of your bidding process. So that was fascinating to hear that. Oh. Um, so talking about sustainability goals, uh, where we can speak to our clients and see this tool potentially can help when the city or a different mm-hmm. part of the world, um, or somewhere in Scotland, for example, to have um, register that carbon footprint, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is awesome um, and I think it's just really nice to also hear about Bilbao where um, the green landscape uh, they get referred to as the small Switzerland I didn't know that um, but half an hour from Bilbao you're in the, the mountains essentially oh. um, yeah it's fascinating so that was good um, and um, I know we mentioned Presswick earlier uh, as a holiday destination for Scots um, mm. Another very famous uh, holiday destination for the Scots over the years has been Benidorm. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So famous that we made a bloody TV show about it. Yeah, we did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's been interesting to see the sort of work they're doing in terms of moving into the mice market. Um, they now have the what's been voted the best hotel in Spain. It's called the Asian Gardens Hotel. Now, I'd heard of this before, but didn't actually realise it was in Benidorm, and it's just stunning. Like, uh, mm-hmm. all the rooms are Balinese-inspired. Um, okay. uh, the whole, all the restaurants, obviously, Asian food. Um, just well worth seeing. They also have the uh, tallest hotel in Europe now. Um, wow. Just with stunning views, stuff like that as well. And I was talking to a guy today who's going to be a future guest uh, called Alan Green, and he's talking about, like, even, like, people going out to Benidorm to have their meetings and stuff they're still going to enjoy the town and actually enjoy the night and go and see the irish singers and whatever you know throughout uh, which is great so there is a kind of nice mix there with the old and the new now mm. and it's just fascinating to hear the sort of work they're putting into that um that area uh, in order to bring that sort of uh, conference business where before you wouldn't have thought you know and that's yeah. is, is it so yeah it's also nice to catch up with a few other people and as if uh, I hadn't met before, some that I have, so that was fascinating. That sounds like a really fun way to spend half a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're catching up, you know, so that was uh, like yesterday morning and stuff. But yeah, it's been good. How are you getting on? What, what sort of stuff were you finding in the event design recently? Oh, God. Um, am I allowed to talk about that uh, proposal? <laughs> Could talk about uh, elements of what we're trying to so one one of the sort of things that i've had to do is it's a reimagining of an event so what we're not just taking you know the traditional ideas and rehashing them over and over and over again we're we're trying to make something new and something that's more inviting to a younger audience potentially uh so with this one we decided one of the key sort of areas of that was going to be the gastronomy of it 
and that's led to us thinking don't just take the traditional food and leave it at that what about doing it in a different style uh, instead of setting it out as a three-course meal let's set it out as a as a buffet or a tapas style of meal and then with that well how many different meals can we incorporate into this can we incorporate other other styles of food like mixing in indian and italian and all mixed in with this traditional core it's been a really fun very different and very strange one but it's one that i've really gotten in about all of this taking a tradition that a lot of people have not questioned for hundreds of hundreds of years and then all of a sudden going let's flip it on its head let's let's make something new out of it and with the 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 i'm getting tripped up over gastronomy a on the <laughs> gastronomy side of it i i'm far from a chef i cook for some entertainment and to eat uh, at home and this has just been amazing to look at things that i'm like oh i would love that Let, let's do some really crazy stuff let's mix two or three things that traditionally would never be seen in the same room and almost always it's come out as that looks amazing let's do it uh, when i started to see this some of the ideas you were thrown over i was uh, blown away <laughs> <laughs> in particular, for not giving the game away at the event, we're trying to reimagine. But the the haggis calzone it looked oh, quite interesting. <laughs> that I think that was one of my favourite things that I'd found. because uh, we've all had haggis pizza, I think at this point. But a calzone, mm, that's mm. that's another twist on a twist. Absolutely, we we um, a number of years ago took a a group of business uh, owners out to uh, well, it's Mr. Singh's India in Glasgow. Uh, oh, right. the, re- the reason we'd done that was because uh, they actually do a haggis pakora making class. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it was great. And um, so you, you're taking it to your own area. Uh, I think it was maybe about 15 to 20 of us, if I remember. And uh, the chef comes out. And they've got they 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 show you the concept of how they make pakora overall, mm-hmm. and then uh, they get the fryer and stuff like that you put in, and then they start inviting you up to make your own as well. It's it was just it was it was a great wee um addition to the to the event, you know, just to kind of see a Indian kind of Scottish hybrid uh, of food, uh, like mixing two styles together, the uh, like the fusion, and uh, it's fascinating. So um, yeah. Definitely, when you hear like the different the kind of traditional sort of Scottish food gastronomy and seeing where we can mix it in with um, mm. the stuff you maybe see in like, Asian or potentially you talked about tapas, you know, like that kind uh-huh. of Spanish style of Scottish serving. So I'm, I'm very excited um, for things like this for sure. It's it's totally clicked with me, and like my mum has like big shout out to Big Al, my mum, because we're Big Al. Yeah, Big Al, Big Alison, Big Al. she she has been a great help with this because i'll i'll sit and i'll chat to her about some stuff and she'll be like oh why don't you do this like a thing that's very adjacent to what i've thought and looked at but i've just not considered and i'll go god damn it mum, how did you come up with that and she's like "Eh, just been around (laughs) like all right then like keep you it's that a lord of the rings meme all right keep your secrets That's it. I'll be offering a job shortly. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your secrets. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) 
speaking <laughs> of see i don't know why i'm saying speaking of secrets but uh, <laughs> the only the only euros of importance did happen in the last few weeks uh, Taz, and I have to uh, say that the Euros of Importance are happening in a couple of weeks. No, no, no. The only Euros of Importance happened a couple of weeks back, and we are talking Eurovision for a hot minute. Uh, Dude, uh, you actually <laughs> sat and watched like half of it, which I was very surprised about. That's cause, it's because Glastonbury wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder why you were watching it. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> personally, I... I loved Italy, totally deserved the win. Um, I'm just very disappointed I never put money on it. I am not a betting man, but I said to I said to Courtney, one of the other people we work with, and to my other half through the week, I said, as much as I want Iceland to win because they were robbed last year, if I was going to put money on anyone winning, it would have been Italy. And then they won, and I'm sitting there punching myself, going, I should have put money on it. I should have just followed my gut. But oh, absolutely, absolutely. I did, I did actually have a laugh at the um, at the, obviously the voting. The the UK were never getting any points. We no. we understand that. Um, um, <laughs> I... a, it, the other one that I loved was um, if you haven't seen the Eurovision uh, Will Ferrell film. Um, it's so cheesy, but it's actually pretty good. Um, weirdly, the reason I actually watched it was because there was such an outcry that the fact that they moved the Hydro uh, into Edinburgh. I think, <laughs> I think that's part of why I refused to watch it. Also, because I think they had someone meant to be, you know, Scottish in it that yeah. ju- just didn't have any accent. It's like, all right, you're meant to be in Edinburgh. Edinburgh doesn't have that hard of an accent, mm. but come on. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the, the outrage that came from that. Um, for people who are not familiar with the Hydro, um, you will have heard of the O2 in London and Madison Square Garden in New York. Um, with the Hydro, that's the top three in terms of ticket sale venues across the world. Mm. Uh, I think Hydro, I think 2019 just overtook uh, the O2 in London, if I remember correctly, in terms of like the most tickets sold for concerts, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, being a relatively new attraction to Glasgow, uh, it's so big for the economy here in terms of the um, amount of people that come to shows, the amount of people that buy hotel rooms, all these things, you know. Uh, for a film to then take that to our enemy, if you like, uh, in terms of Edinburgh, <laughs> you can see why it caused the outrage, but. The reason I brought the film up was because when... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yes. When, when Iceland were giving their votes, they kept going on about the song, but the uh, the presenters were getting so annoyed. <laughs> you you could tell that... Because one of the first things that was said in the show was uh, they ha- the Netherlands have such a tight schedule for this. They are running it like a machine. There is no room for messing about. And then you have this big, jolly Icelandic guy going our 12 points are for yeah yeah ding dong and it's <laughs> what i have never seen that film but i laughed regardless because the yeah the presenter is going ah, we know this is normally the jokey bit but can you just give us your points <laughs> it's, it's, i think that's what the uk we're wanting as well Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> i i have to say i i am not a fan of whatever that guy's music style was but and that's a totally personal thing but objectively yes it's a good song it will the guy's got three brit awards and a couple grammy nominations 
he doesn't need to win Eurovision to be validated, but that song will do well in the British charts outside of any political reasons that we didn't get any votes. I think that's inherently the UK's problem is that we have consistently over, at least the time that I've been interested in Eurovision, have put in things that would do well in the UK charts and not just stuff that Europeans and other countries would enjoy. Because that, that'll probably go to top 10 in the next few weeks if it hasn't already. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've not, uh, not had a look. I think what was nice about was Eurovision was the fact that there was a, an audience in actually at the event. Yes. <laughs> That was the, so nice. The, the, the seldom seen audience at the moment, so it was good to have a crowd back in, kind of cheering on people and uh, having having a great time by all accounts. Uh huh. It it seems to have went off relatively without a hitch. We're still gonna have to wait a few weeks to hear back any sort of actual details. Same with the what was it Liverpool uh, events that we had a few weeks the back now. Events, yeah. 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 Which have come back very positive in saying that there's only been about what 15 incidents within 15 15 incidents including the liverpool events the brit awards and uh, a couple of test football events at wembley uh, fa cup semi-finals in the final i believe so what between about five thousand people over multiple events 15 incidents uh, it was fifty nine thousand people 59 yeah, yeah yeah jesus okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's relatively good news, you know, um, obviously it's nice to see that they're, they're trialling these things to see what, what comes of it, you know, and hopefully uh, it leads to um, confidence uh, yeah. and a roadmap, but obviously first and foremost, safety uh, has to be adhered to and uh, making sure that um, things come back safe, you know, and I think mm-hmm. if we have to put up another few months whatever uh absolutely all for that um ultimately like, as an events business we'd love events to come back but again we want people to be coming to these events you know so like it's uh, safety first and foremost as always um and these these events are great to kind of see what's happening um yeah. this month as well actually download festivals happening yes uh, i saw that i am very excited to see download i hope that they have an online viewing component yeah um, actually last Thursday night I was at the pub and um, I bumped into Barry from Twin Atlantic so he's also very very excited to be, be playing that <laughs> nice yeah, so it's good to see that the, they're getting to play a show as well because obviously it's been so long but um, he, he was actually telling me a story um, about they were touring at the time and uh, on the day before they kind of like they were like shall we cancel shall we not and they mm-hmm. decided they were going ahead and they actually they stopped their uh, show mid i think it was i think it was just done a sound check but literally they were on stage before they decided they were cancelling you know and i think everyone had kind of said that was it you know and they had to get home the next day so mm-hmm. um, from where they were and you know it's must be a, quite a surreal time and i've heard musicians talking on six music and stuff like that with tours getting pulled and like whilst being on the road and gearing up for the uh, festival slots and whatnot mm-hmm. and stuff, um, I was actually at an it was a really random time in London in March, and I remember um, I was going home, and I remember I was in a kind of it's interesting state of mind. We'd lost obviously a lot of events pretend at that time. It was we didn't know how long for, and I remember walking into this. Um, restaurant in Soho on the Monday uh, Monday lunchtime and I was planning on going home 
and mm-hmm. in the morning I was sort of like, give me a sign, give me a sign. And as I walked into this restaurant, I looked at the floor and it said, abandon all plans, right? <laughs> as I tell you, mistake. And I was like, well, there's a sign if ever I've seen one, right? So this is the start, <laughs> start of March, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the 3rd of March. So anyway, um, I turned up at uh, the train station. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'd been a landslide at Crewe, which basically meant all trains to Glasgow were cancelled. You oh, know, Jesus, so yeah. No, no rearrangement, no nothing. So I was like, well, that's what that sign means, right? You know, <laughs> so um, I, I was at um, Euston, so one of my good friends who lives in London kind of works near there. And uh, I texted him and I said, listen, I'm not going back to Glasgow tonight. I'm just going to check in at a hotel around the corner. He's like, right, right. Um, I'm going to see this band tonight. I was like, okay. You, you want to come? Like, of course I do. So, um, met him after work, and we headed up to this show. Yeah, tiny, tiny wee uh, event, and uh, maybe thirty people at the show. But they were a band from London who were uh, going to South by Southwest in a couple of weeks' time, oh. and they were playing. Yeah, and this was a kind of fundraiser, so like, uh, great to be a part of it. A wee bit of cash for the band to help them when they're out there and stuff, you know. And it's like. Once the pandemic, obviously South by Southwest was one of the you know, first major kind of events to go because it was right in March. And, um, you know, you're suddenly thinking, like, do they keep these bands in line for the time when it all comes back? You know, and it kind of broke my heart a little because you're thinking of these bands that are doing these fundraisers. They've got this major opportunity to go and showcase in America, you know, and mm-hmm. you know how the music industry works. It's like some Ebbs bands get that flows. high. But, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, you know, I just felt sorry. So, when I heard um, when I heard Barry talk about them and the excitement when his eyes lit up about the fact that they're, they're going to play these big shows uh, again, uh, it just it was really really exciting and I and I hope that the band in London get their chance at South by or whatever their chance may be in the future as well, you know. So it's all coming back. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose the good thing with that is the. Um, I suppose the good thing with that is that there's a. Uh, camping. So I'll be interested to see that part. Camping? Uh, download or uh, trial and camping. Oh! Oh, God. <laughs> that I don't know if that's going to be fun or horrible. <laughs> like, I personally, I've never went to a festival for, like, on the music side of it. Or, like, the, not music side of it, the viewer side of it. The only mm-hmm. my only actual experience with festivals is working the fringe, which is a very, very different festival from a uh, a long weekend's worth of music. Um, so I I don't think, especially given this here, I don't think I would cope with uh, camping for like basically a whole week plus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the overnight for the two day event, but it's good that they that um. It's good that they they're, they're, they're trialing it to see what kind of test can come of that as well, you know. So, God, yeah, anything, anything to just give more more data is more good. That's at the end of the day, that's what we need. What we need is more data. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And talking of data and how that's going to help us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and how these things are going to help us. I'm just wondering, Tarzan, if. Uh, you have a a, a, a a Tarzan's tip? Oh yes, I actually do. Tarzan's tip. So, this is all, I think this is probably the last one that I have based around cables for <laughs> now. 
um <clears throat> we should we should we should release them all in a in an instagram reel uh, yes <laughs> oh my god yes i am so game for that instagram reel of tarzan's tips um and i'll have like wee prop cables oh <laughs> uh, yes i think so for anyone that's not been following the series uh go back through the episodes you'll find out and uh yeah <laughs> so I went, I went this week's uh tarzan's tip following on from all the follow-ons about cables if you're if you've got something plugged in, trying to turn it on, if you've got an XLR or any sort of cable going from something to something and it's just not working and you can't figure out why, have you checked for an air gap? And an air gap is a very technical way of saying, have you plugged it in? Tarzan's tip. <laughs> I, I have had this multiple times personally. Um, I remember one time doing a club at the ABC and you know, every, everyone was flying around, everyone was doing everything. It was a gig into a club and it was all a bit mental and we were trying to plug in all this DJ equipment and we're going, why is it not working? Why is it not working? And then Cheesy, one of the house techs at the time, looks at the power board and he looks at the top of it, which has like 16 amp plugs into it and he goes, oh, there's the problem. What is it? And he crouches down, picks up a cable and goes, small air gap, only about two metres long. I'm like, ah, <laughs> there's the issue, eh? So it's always something simple. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's always so simple to forget to plug the one essential thing in, but you've plugged everything else in and you're going, I swear I've plugged everything in. 100% I've plugged everything in. Of many many issues and through concerts and um, DJing and stuff through the years, you know where there's been, you know, somebody's phoning you up and you're like, I can't get this to work, and I'm like, you know, it's like, have you plugged it in? And they look at you, ah, oh no, actually, have they? <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the most satisfying tech support calls. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you're just like looking through all the bits. You've programmed the desk exactly the way you want it to be. You've got the cables all looking lovely. You've taken all of Tarzan's tips and you've got all the uh, the H's and the I's in the right place. <laughs> you know, just uh, sometimes you just need to uh, to just touch the plug and uh, everything seems to magically come on. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find the ear gaps. Find the ear gaps. And just an wee bit I'd like to mention today. Um, obviously, the last. Um, lifting of said restrictions it's good to see glasgow's going to level two mm-hmm. on um saturday um but over the last couple of days i've been invited to a number of uh, trips um a few weeks ago um i was told that i would be going to croatia on the 7th to 10th of july uh for a uh, meetex which is a conference i've been doing in croatia the uh, last couple of years uh so that's been moved from september to july so hopefully that's i'll be able to go it's still on the amber list but i've said yes um but yesterday became interesting because uh one of my very good friends sabine edwards she um mentioned about an event to someone and i've been offered a trip to lisbon for the 25th to 27th of june it's called all about people event it's showcasing oh. uh, an area uh, just uh, to the west of lisbon which i'm very excited about um what's also exciting about this one is it's actually the first event it seems to be that I'm allowed to actually go to. Oh, uh, oh yeah, because that's Portugal, isn't it? Portugal's in the green list, yeah. Ah. So 
So suddenly, like, it's the first one I said yes to. It looks as if it's happening. Um, I was then, from that, in advance of that, Sabine, who has a company called Pendleton Events down in Cambridge, uh, says that she's running a farm trip the two mm. days before the event. So everyone that's going to be there is going to this. So very likely that'll be down there. Um, but also there's a major conference in our industry called Confex, uh, which is June the 22nd and 23rd in London. So I've been waiting to see if the June the 21st thing was moving. But it could be like actually go down to London for an in-person event, followed by a farm trip, followed by an international event, mm. all in the space of five, six days. So um, whether or not it all comes to happen, it's, it's exciting that these things are uh, coming up. Um, and just in a bit of major news today for Scotland, um, Eventit, which is a, a version uh, of a conference that uh, happens in Edinburgh, uh, previously in Glasgow every single year bringing all the event professional mice suppliers DMCs uh, together uh, it's just announced today um, in fact literally just before this podcast <laughs> it uh, get recorded uh, that it's going to be taking place in Edinburgh on Friday the 10th of September so that's great news to see mm. live events coming back in it's only been uh, 16 months or so but ultimately like things are things are moving so Hopefully, obviously, first and foremost, safety um, yeah. and uh, the health um, pandemic seems to be getting better. Uh, obviously, with vaccination, and whatnot. But ultimately, like, there is proper light at the end of tunnel now. So, um, I'm excited. So, ma, it's absolutely. it's all kind of go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Some sort of normality. Thanks for listening to the Event Makers podcast. If you have any suggestions for questions or anyone you'd like us to try and get on for a chat, send an email to tarzan at panopticevents.com or message us on Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn at Panoptic Events. Thanks for listening.